You're listening to the Circling Wizardry Podcast, a show about circling for circlers. In each episode, I'll be talking with teachers and practitioners who are bringing circling into the world. If you're not familiar with circling, please hit pause and Google what is circling before you continue. I'm your host and founder of the School of Circling Wizardry, Josh Stein. Learn more about me at circlingwizardry.com about. Today, I'm speaking with Guy Singstock. Guy is one of the original founders of circling, which he discovered 20 years ago at Burning Man, and he has been facilitating deep relating and transformation ever since. He is also the co-founder of the Circling Institute in San Francisco, which runs six-month in-person facilitator trainings. You can check him out at circlinginstitute.com. In part one of this interview, we talk about Guy's very first experience of circling and how his relationship with the practice continues to evolve. I'm at this place where I don't know what questions to ask, but I have this sense that I want to know about your relationship with circling. So maybe my first question will be, what comes to you when I ask you, like, what is your relationship with circling? First thing, it's like it just flashed. It flashed the moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's interesting. It's changed, and I and I, I, my relationship with circling continues to change. In fact, I would say my relationship with circling. continues to tell me what circling is. And it in in I and I say that in the sense of how much I learn from it. I mean it's it's it, it really is almost synonymous with 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 learning um in a particular way. Um so here's what I wanna know is what I got most curious about is you talked about like the flashes of different points in time and then how your relationship with circling has changed over time. Could you give us, could you give us maybe a little bit of a replay of like a few, few of those flashes, maybe like in chronological order, like what was circling to you? What was your relationship with circling when you first discovered it? What was it like when you were first starting to teach it? What was it like, you know, in this time, in this time, what is it like now? That's, Right. I think that's the story I want to hear right now. Totally. I my first experience of circling um, was basically it 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 just happened on its own. Um, it was basically it was with a group of people. Somebody got pissed off at somebody else. We ended up in the middle, it was at Burning Man, and we ended up at the, in the middle of nowhere underneath this like weird wo- wooden structure that we later found out was built by David Schletzel, who was ended up being in the first TCLT program. And we found out then that he's like, oh, I built that thing. That was a trip. <laughs> um, and essentially sparing a lot of details, I just got interested in, in the conflict and, 
and as it, as it usually does, the, the, we kind of let the conversation left the level of the conflict and attention just turned towards one of the people. And Jerry and I, mostly Jerry and I, started to relate to him in, in, in a particular way that had, I, the only thing, only words we had for it at the time was something essential in him and it unfolded. And it was gorgeous. Like, I mean, it was stunning. And that stunningness was felt by everybody and communicated. And as we felt it and communicated, it almost, it almost shined more. Mm. And, and then it just rolled to the person next to him and then the person next to him and then the person across from him. And I think, I think there was like, I don't know, maybe five or no, it was probably about seven people. And it just, it went through everybody. Time disappeared. And when we were done, essentially, you know, Jerry came out and we, we both looked at each other and we were, we were like, that thing that just happened, that was, that, that was the thing, wasn't it? Like, he's like, yeah, it's, I think that was it. Yeah, that thing. And we pointed back there and that was that thing as, as, as in that was something that you had been sort of contemplating with him before that point and you discovered it or? No. Nope. It was, it just happened spontaneously and there was something miraculous about it. But wh what we were pointing to in that moment is what I keep finding out about. Like at different points in my life, when I've described that, what I, I keep finding out what 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 I was pointing to the, the specialness about it, and at first I thought it was about the revelation of that person and something that was really revealing of something essential or grat like native to that person. But actually, I've come to realize that what makes circling circling for me. It's not that it does that, right? It's that is that what it takes to to understand that person in that way, to see that person in that way, is it requires being changed, right? Mm -hmm. Being impacted and changed. It's the listening that got transformed in me in understanding each person. And it's the listening is actually what I think I was pointing to, what we were both pointing to. It wasn't really about, like on one level, it was about the person being circled. But I think actually it was more about the people who were with that person mm. and moved by that person. And I think that, that my experience with circling has been, and it's funny this way, because I think most people who get involved in circling they end up not like a lot of them really like being circled, but I think like so many people want to learn how to do it. And I, I feel that that's the case because I think that the real practice is not about being circled, but it's, but it's more about the listening and the understanding and the ability to learn at such a, an alive level mm -hmm. that the transformative part, right, is the deepening part. And that's, 
and what it's taken to understand that for me has been like highly experiential. Yeah. Um, and what we, the first, you know, and, and it took a while to like, it, it took a while to even, it took three courses that Jerry and I did before we understood and had a word for circling. Um, this was the Arate course leader intensive training. No, the, <laughs> no. No, it was um, it was uh, it was called Arate. Oh, yeah, and, and basically we thought it was a cool word. Our friend David Niebauer, you know, was into was into Greek philosophy at the time, and so we called it Arate. Um, just like circling was a totally a totally a random word that somebody who has ever done circling accused <laughs> him of doing to him. He said, "You're doing that circling thing," and it just stuck, right? Um, and essentially that's how it got started and it was also inside of a cultural context at the time it was like the late 90s and the rave culture was really big um, at that time I remember the term was used a lot like um, urban tribal cultures Um, and we you know, we we started doing, uh, we started the men's circle every, every I think it was every Wednesday or Monday, I think it was every Wednesday or something, out at the beach, mm-hmm. like, um, and so we were circling every week out there, um, and then we would do a course every two to three months up at Anvil Ranch, and we also, we threw gratitude parties um, with DJs and house music, um, we radiance parties like the uh almost everyone at the rhythm society which is still going really really strong took arate mm. arate and circling ended up to actually kind of was like it was interesting it, it it really served to be almost an initiation for people into this whole community that was formed out of circling um and what was wild about those old courses, we'd have like eight people in the course and we'd have like 60 people on production. <laughs> like a phenomenon. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know, it, it, there was something so, so intensely, you could just feel it in the air, like the magic of it yeah. in the air. People would stay up all night being with people. And I, it, it was, uh, that's where, it, you know, the, those courses in Anvil Ranch and then circling every week on the beach. Um, and then we started the course leader intensive training, acronym CLIT. Um, and that was on purpose, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and we trained the first, I think we had seven people in the program. And it was a two-year you know, training program and Jerry and I didn't know how we did what we did. Um, so, so we just basically, we would just circle the snot out of each other for two years. <laughs> and it was, I, I mean, I love that because it was so grassroots and it was so bottom up, right? It was so figuring out, you know, what we were doing in the process of doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to backtrack. Cause I had a curiosity about that very first circle and then I want to 
come back to this timeline of these snapshots of your relationship with circling. Um, I just noticed myself wondering as you were talking about that first circle where it, it started with the conflict and then the attention just started to move and you and Jerry were just um, something like intensely curious or just like being with, with these people in a way that had never really happened before. I had this, I had this imagining that just seemed so incongruous, but I was, I was wondering, like, did it feel like you were like really, did you feel like you were facilitating something or did you feel like you were, um, staying, really staying with, like in relationship, like, like peers, like that you were just like following your natural impulses and it didn't feel like you were doing a thing. Like what, what was that, if you can remember, experience like? It's a good question. It was more like following our natural impulses. Or for me, it was more like following my natural impulses. But it was also part, part of, I think, what happened is that I had the felt sense of the permission to completely be myself. Mm. Yeah. And being myself, at least in that moment, that evening, was being really interested on what the hell was going on, right? Yeah. Really, really interested. Do you know where that permission came from to be yourself? That's, I find that really fascinating. Man, it's a good question. I think it had to do with something about like paying attention to the to the the impact and the responsiveness of everybody in the circle. Um, kind of what I think I think it was probably something like watching people's faces when I would ask a question or I would point something out or I'd reveal something. It was like that there was this feedback loop that was I think was pretty immediate. So it was something about that experience and actually paying attention to that experience that seemed to implicitly get said yes to something. Yeah, it sounded like, like you were sort of, you just found yourself being yourself a little bit and then you would get positive reassurance feedback about that and then you would just be yourself more. Yeah, totally, uh. totally. And it was, and, and what ended up happening is people ended up feeling deeply seen. And that actually became, that became a real clear term that we ended up using. And I think it's something that people get a lot out of in, in doing circling since, which is that experience of, you know, not being mirrored, right? Not mirroring someone, not even having like empathy for somebody, but like, seeing something or unconcealing something true about them um, that was beyond their own conception. What, um, I'm really curious about this moment. Was that that experience of like feeling this permission to really just be fully yourself? Was that novel? Was that like an like the first time you had ever experienced that, or like like 
Like I'm just trying to. That seems like a like a pivotal ingredient in in what happened. And I'm sure there were other factors that sort of all came together perfectly to create this yeah. experience. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that the I think the permission happened when I just started to ask questions. And their responses to my curiosity actually brought forth my top my speaking. Mm-hmm. So it was like listening. They they listened to my listening. They yeah. were responding to my listening. And as they as they did, it called forth my speaking. Yeah. Moment. So there was something so there was a way in which you'd been primed kind of in your in your upbringing, but there was something about actually the other people there that created a space for your for your listening to to come out in 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 a new way yeah yeah in a way that it was interesting it's it's weird to talk about it like this Hmm. my my dyslexia has a field day (laughs) but it was almost like it was almost like they saw my listening they saw seeing um and implicitly and explicitly reflected reflected back reflected it back to me. And at that point, and now and then as as we move forward forward in time, when we would get together and we would do, you know, we would do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like we would just get together with our friends and we'd go to, you know, spend all day in mere woods and and, and then just circle each other. Mm-hmm. Go into each other. And People kept reflecting to me this capacity I had for what we now call circling. And I remember Jerry would stop me in the middle of after saying something, right? And he would stop me and he goes, do you realize I had to pay $20,000 to be able to understand what you just said? Like, I would say things that he, you know, that he had heard and spent a lot of money to do, you know, doing courses in. And I would just, in conversation while circling, I would say them. <laughs> and when he would say those kinds of things, and, and when, when other people used to say those kinds of things to me, it was weird. It was like, I was like, really? I was just, I was like, okay. I, it, it, it's not like I didn't agree with them. And it's not like I didn't know that there was there was a gift there but it was undistinct until people started to point it out yeah yeah it's it's sounding to me what's coming to me now is that you know if i come back to my original question is like what is what has been your relationship with circling over time sounds like in the beginning it was still really a mystery to you and it was slowly being revealed to you by the people around you absolutely absolutely and I, I have to say, it, it still feels that that way. <laughs> the spirit of it does. The spirit of it does. Like since since then, we've mapped it. We've distinguished all kinds of things. We talk about having stages, and you know, and and there's a whole new vocabulary that's really come out of out of circling from our direct experience. But my experience is that, that it doesn't really like, it doesn't really define anything. What, 
those distinctions kind of beget, it allows us to like look deeper. Hmm. And that's, I would say that that process of paying attention in such a way that reveals, like makes distinctions, deepens my attention, which allows me to see more and experience more of the other person. Because I can only, I can only notice what I have a distinction for, right? Um, yeah. And therefore, I can only relate to things that I can see. Yeah. And so I would say that circling in my experience of circling in so many ways um, has revealed, yeah, has, has kind of, you could say, unconcealed um, my love of listening, my love of understanding people. And for me, that's, for me, that is just one of the ways that, like, it's really what I'm talking about is not so much from my head in some mental sense of the word. But really, my interest, it feels like is it, it's worth my heart in a big way. It's a way of it's a way of loving and learning how to love. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about how there's something like there's one way to describe it as listening. You talk mm -hmm. about your love of listening and but it just had me reflecting on and there's something deeper. It seems like there's something deeper about like the, for lack of a better word, the connecting that happens or the relationality that is um, revealed or, or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's, that is, I think, the thing that ultimately is is it all of that's happened in relationship? Like all the whole thing was, was circling has happened in relationship. Um, and, and there's something about that, like, cause if I, one of the thoughts I've been having lately, if, you know, if I, if I, if I sit down at a tree and I talk to the tree, right. And I, 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 I like cut the tree down or like, well, I, I swear at the tree, I tell it's no good or I tell it it's beautiful or I like reveal the deepest secrets to the tree, right? When I walk away for the most part, like, you know, I may be changed in some way, but the tree's going to keep being the tree, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if I do the same thing to a dog, I can tell the dog like how great he is or how awful he is or like reveal my deepest secrets. And, and for the most part, a little bit more than the tree, but for the most part, like the dog's going to continue being the dog. But if I stand in front of you or another human being, right. And I do the same thing. Like if I, I can, I can, I can like make noise out of my face, point it <laughs> in your direction. And I could say something that could literally like ruin your life. Right. Or I can say something that they can literally unconceal a whole future or open your heart mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That, that has never stopped being, um, utterly amazing to me.
And there's something about circling that seems to... realize and point to the possibility of that connection that is I like as Buber would say that I thou kind of connection mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was really struck by just you in the moment where you said I don't remember what you said but you were just you just finished speaking and it seemed like you were just sort of soaking in in something some reverence for it or something. Yeah, totally. I it's that. Is that thing that you just did? What did I just do? You just you basically said you saw me. Mm. Right? And you described what You didn't tell me what I was doing. You described or reveal to me you in seeing in seeing me. Yeah, there was a way in which I was describing you, but there was another way in which I was actually like sharing, like, oh I was struck. Mm -hmm. Yes. And here's what struck me and it like there's this this sort of inside of each other, but mm -hmm. like you, you and what's coming forth from you struck me. Mm-hmm. Totally. That, in some way, I think what I really got is you revealed in some way the way that something in you changed, right, mm. through listening to me. Mm. And somehow, I feel more landed in myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, me too. Mm. you know I feel myself dropping what I would call dropping in or dropping deeper mm. and you've just spoken to something similar and I'm feeling this like more here there's a way in which I feel more with more together with you yeah totally. and to me this is um, touching on something very central to what circling is for me mm. Mm. that through whatever we're doing we come deeper or closer or something and then a lot of cool shit happens from that place sometimes yeah but like that there's a there's sort of a a, a process or a path or something where at the beginning we're probably At the at the end of it, or as we go along the path, we're closer and deeper, and more in contact with something that fe that we would call more true than we were when we started. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think I was just kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning, at the at the very beginning of this. It was interesting. I wasn't even noticing like I was having kind of like a general anxiety in my life, just like lots of pressure going on. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. so you're dropping in. I was just like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm dropping out of that a little bit, but in the same way, getting more present to it. Mm -hmm. More present to it. Mm-hmm.
Like, I think that that's, in a certain sense, I know sometimes when I'm anxious and I don't notice it, I'll, I'll talk more. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know that's, that's common for people, but there was this kind of this way that I wasn't even realizing that that was happening until you, until you just slow down a little bit. Hmm. So there was something that, that got sparked twice in me, a curiosity, or a memory, actually. So we were at the, the Circling Summit in Boulder a few years ago, and you and Alexis were giving a presentation. And I remember I was sitting in the front row, and you said something, and I wrote it down once, so I, I have it sort of paraphrased in memory. You said something like, I believe that the next movement in circling is not teaching people how to circle um, for the sake of teaching people how to circle, but it is finding people, finding other people, finding people of great genius and people of great influence, people who, you know, through their genius, they touch many people. Um, and having a conversation with them where before the conversation, the world occurs one way. And after the conversation, the world occurs a completely different way. And, and there was a, there was a statement you said just before that, which was when you were saying this was, um, you know, these people of genius and of great influence, these people who have never been deeply related to. And when you said that, when I was watching you at the conference, um, I felt this big swell of, of heat and energy come up through my chest, up through my throat and to my face. And I felt as though I could have started crying. I mm. didn't, but some, something, and I just took this huge breath and you stopped speaking <laughs> and you brought your attention to me for, for a moment. And I got really self-conscious and it was, it was a funny, Mm -hmm. moment and I insisted that you that you keep you know that you finish your thought because I wanted to know what you were gonna say this is all on video uh -huh. <laughs> um but I'm remembering two things one is that like that that statement and that whole arc the whole thing you were saying was really significant to me and then that memory was brought up twice in this conversation first at the beginning um, when you were telling me about your idea for a podcast of interviewing people of great genius and um, having almost sounds like having those exact kinds of conversations with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. totally. And then a second time, just a couple minutes ago, when we were talking about that deeper aspect of circling of like, not just listening um, but something about the actual, the relationship, the connection, the, the heart. Yeah. And so I guess my, I don't really have a question except like what, what occurs to you? What, ha what happens to you as I, as I share that? Mm. 
one is I remember, I remember that moment. Like that, it was just like, it was just like what you said, like, like there was a welling up mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, it's, it wasn't like I think I thought about it much. I just saw, I saw you and I just was like, hey, like that's important. Um, that welling up to me is one of the things that uh, are the kinds of things I've seen that well before, right? Like, and really understanding, like paying attention to that that welling up. I think that there's something like um, what we're talking about is something like the experience of being deeply moved. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's a mystery exactly what moves what. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a mystery to me what makes contact with what when we make contact. I mean, these are like really, really rich questions that I don't have answers to, but I love asking them. Okay. Um, so it's just that sense of, I feel so deeply touched and gifted by people, when people are moved, right? When people are moved by something that I say or some way that I am, or I'm moved by people's ability to be moved. Mm -hmm. um, that movedness, right? Or <laughs> right? The, the, the prone to movedness, I feel is one of the most important things that circling provides. And I, if I, if I look at, if I look at the people who have gotten into circling and have trained themselves and have gotten deep, you know, deeper and deeper in, into it, their ability to be moved by life is so much, it, it just seems, it seems, they seem more permeable, yeah. they seem available to be moved. And I think it has something to do with um, courage. Hmm. I think it has something to do with becoming more permeable and a, and a willingness, and I, I think this is connected to the courage part, and a willingness to be vulnerable to the point of almost valuing it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, even just like like that right there when you said, yeah, mm. like, changed. Do you, do you know what, ch what changed for you? I don't know if I would call it a change, but a recognition mm -hmm. inside of me. Like, oh, that, yeah, that fits. That's, that's true, but it's more deeper than saying that fits. Is more yeah. of a bodily recognition. Yeah, totally, totally. That recognition, or when people say, "Hmm, mm. yeah," there's mm. something I'm realizing right now is that there's something very precious to me about what I'll call right now recognition. And something, it's one of the experiences that I love the most when I'm circling someone or circling with people. If it's an organic circle are those moments of something is said or shared that maybe was obvious or maybe wasn't, you know, maybe it was one of those elusive obvious things, but after it's shared, there's that way in which I know it to be true immediately. 
I recognize it, or I had a hunch and the hunch was um, satisfied. Yes. Yes. And it's even even in the way that you say yes and you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I. That attunement. That that attunement, right? Like something about like that. That attunement. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it. Um, but vibing with somebody. Yeah. And bringing back to one of the things that I think that you felt so moved by at the talk, right, was that that I do feel I do feel that it is about, you know, having really, really profound conversations with people. Right. And Profound, not just in topic and what we talk about, but profound in the level of relatedness um, that set, can set a precedence for people, right? <laughs> Normal conversations for me have become less satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, less satisfying. And in normal conversations, I think for me, um, have become more opportunities. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part one of our conversation with Guy Sangstock. Tune in next time as Guy and I talk about bringing circling into the world, one conversation at a time. Learn more about Guy and the Circling Institute at circlinginstitute.com. And check me out at circlingwizardry.com and join the Circling Wizardry Facebook group to take part in one of my upcoming free trainings.